0: asking is directly connected to thinking your prayers are connected with what is going on in your mind if you're going to get rid of prayer off, does not register in heaven if there's no thanksgiving thanksgiving is you stretching out your hand to receive what God has, when you give thanks, you are stretching your hand to take And the scriptures are prophetic. All these things, it will show you things to come. You guarantee prophecy when there's no, no scripture. There is nothing that has happened to you or will happen that is not in the Bible. Amen. You all may be seated, please. Thank you, much. Let's just say a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this church. Thank you for the presence of the Spirit right here. Thank you for the future of this ministry in this nation. Thank you because you have set Holy Spirit to glorify Jesus in our midst. I ask by the power of the Spirit that all be granted unto me, that I speak as the oracles of God in simplicity, but with accuracy and in power unhindered by any demonic force that I had to be established in the grace of our Lord Jesus and light will shine upon our path in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 as the rain affect you? Amen. amen. I'm, not, I'm not like that. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. All right. Um, it's great to be here. Um, this morning. I don't preach anywhere on Sunday mornings. Okay, so that shows you the sacrifice and the love I have for your pastor. <laughs> Uh, the reason why. Uh, are we online? We're showing online. It's live like this. Ah, then I can't say something. But let me code it. But the reason why I, I um, um, called him was I had preached in different places. And um, you know, the Bible says that it is the children that should eat bread first. You know the Bible says that. Uh, That's why I called him to say that. I shouldn't go outside and not deposit inside. I hope I've spoken in code to you. Uh, (laughs) I've spoken in code language. All right. Uh, This morning I want to share on something, and it's what I've been uh, speaking about. and I want to talk about learning to... All right, uh, you know the grace that we share is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and uh, we say the fellowship or the communion of the Holy Spirit. And I want to speak about the communion of the Spirit. Uh, Kenneth Hagin, Sr., of blessed memory, then he was asked, all right, by people, uh, what is God doing right now? And he kept saying these, In the last years of his life, he said God is doing two things. He's building strong local churches. And he says he is also teaching individual believers how to flow with the Spirit and learn how to move with the Holy Ghost. And today I want to speak about something that has to do with our communion that he says here with the Holy Spirit. You know, when Jesus was on the earth and he was going, He said, it is more expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not go, the Holy Spirit will not come. And in the days of Jesus, if you wanted anything from the Father, you went to go and meet Jesus physically where he was. And he was the point of contact of the Father on the earth. So he had to speak a word or lay his hand or you come into proximity and touch him for the results to come. And he said, I'm going now and now I'm sending forth my spirit. So take my place. Now I will be spread all all over living on the inside of you in the person of the Holy Spirit. And as you used to come to me now, Go into communion with the Spirit concerning the things that you want the Father to do for you in the name of Jesus Christ. So in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, it tells us now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think according to his power that works in us this is a very powerful statement i mean if you went to meet somebody and you met the person and said um i want a million naira and he says i will don't worry about it i'll give you above that i mean you will be glad that this is a very generous person he says he will give me above what i've asked now god uses three adjectives here not i'm not just going to give you above I'm going to give you exceedingly abundantly above it. If somebody comes and says, says to you, I will, I will give you abundantly, all right. But when so is it? I'll give exceedingly abundantly above. And what God is telling us is anything you pray to Him, He is going to do exceedingly, abundantly above what you have asked or thought. Now, first thing I want to say here is. That ask or think should actually be ask and think. Asking is directly connected to thinking. And many people have wrong thoughts and they don't understand how those thoughts influence things in the realm of the spirit. It's not just ask or think, we'll say it's ask and think your prayers are connected with what is going on in your mind if you're going to get results. That's why James said, the apostle, that if any man is double-minded and prays, and you are double-minded, in other words, you are harboring two all right, types of thoughts concerning the thing you are prayed about. One is good, the other is negative. You are double-minded. Let not that man think He will receive anything of the Lord. So first thing we should understand is God wants us to combine prayer with thinking. Many people pray and they really, while they're praying, use a lot of energy but don't understand how their thoughts influence things. So they just think carelessly. Uh, They think differently. They allow the environment to govern their thinking. So it's whatever, and we'll still say that to God, you ask or think or unthink according to the power that works on the inside. So God will do exceedingly abundantly above. This is his commitment. This is why Jesus came. But it's according to his power. Who is that? It is according to his spirit that works in us. For he says, "Tarry until you are endured with power from on high, after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So the Holy Spirit is the power. He is the one who is that power on the inside. So he will exceed anything you have prayed and imagined in abundant measure. It says, imagine it, I will exceed it in abundant measure, but is in accordance with the workings of the spirit of God that is in you. So first thing we have said is understand God will exceed in abundant measure. Number two, all right, get this is my asking and thinking must be consistent. Number three, it says is according to the workings of the spirit that is on the inside of us. This is what Jesus meant when he said in John chapter 10 and verse 10, he said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He says, but I've come that you may have life and have that life more abundantly. What he's saying is that you will consistently see me working in you consistently. Anytime you pray about anything, I will produce this abundant life. Experiencing it. Uh, when I set a goal for 2023, I prayed uh, January 1st at, at, at Crossover Service. Uh, And I prayed and I called on God. God says, all right, according to the workings of my spirit, I will exceed what goal you have set. I will exceed it in abundant measure. And you know how fulfilling life will be. Uh, You pray something, God exceeds it in abundant measure there. And that's the abundant life that he has brought to us. That life more abundantly seeing the workings of the spirit of god produce things in our lives beyond our imagination this is the reality of the life he has called us into Uh, i mean an example is in luke chapter 5 verse 6 i'll give two examples Uh, this was peter who had told all night and caught nothing and then jesus instructed him and when they had done this they enclosed a great multitude of fishes. That's different types of fish. And their nets broke. That's the nets they had broke. And then they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other sheep, that they should come and help them. Those ones came. This is abundant stuff. And when they came, they filled both ships so that the ships, both of them, began to sink. I mean... This is what they experienced. To the extent that Peter, when he saw what was going on, he fell down at the feet of Jesus and said, Depart from me, I am a sinful man. Which means, by the manifestation of that abundance, Peter was convicted of sin. Do you get what I'm saying? Conviction is not just God came to judge you. That you see God, you know God. I'm sorry for anything I've done. I, do you? I am telling you, I apologize, I didn't know you are like this I anything you tell me from now on, I will just do it I, I i ah five years ago, you know you whisper ah god he he said, depart from me. this is how serious it was. the Bible says there that they got next verse they got a drought of fish there of fishes there which they had taken for he was astonished he he couldn't that that is the abundant and this is what God Wants every single person to be experiencing. He says, From now on, you will catch men. Can, can you imagine that? Which means that by the Spirit, they will start catching people who, in abundance, all right? That's a look. the church service feels so much on Sunday, you go to the next church, say, Excuse me, can you take the people? Do you get what I'm here? That can you take the people have come too much? Can you please do you have space in your church? Can you just take people? Those ones they you bring the people, they say, Why did you bring trouble to us? Do you get what I'm saying? Even our church now, the AC that was working, has stopped working. The amount of people that are there, everybody's calling that's that's a, that's the kind of life, and it comes through the operations of the spirit that reside on the inside of us. So I, I want to look at this here. Um, Philippians chapter four, verse six. It says, be careful for nothing. So don't look at prayer here, because it's whatever you ask. Think. Be careful for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, in other words, anything that creates anxiety, pray to God about it. And make your request known. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And then it tells us the results and the peace of God. That passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, verse eight to show you that prayer and thinking are connected. Look at what he says here. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, all right, of good report, if there be any praise, virtue, he says, think on these things. So we can see the request there and the thinking. In other words, think about the desired outcome. Don't let your thoughts be connected to where you are. Start thinking about it. Start thinking about the life, all right, life with that particular thing. Start thinking, which means sometimes just stop what you are doing, maybe just lie down on your bed, sit on a cow or your chair, shut your eyes, and imagine, all right, yourself... With the an answer to that prayer, think upon that. Think, all right, about what you've been involved. Say, think upon these things. Uh, that's why the scripture says, Paul said, meditate upon these things that your profiting may appear, that the thing, all right, you're meditating on may appear unto all. So think about it uh, before you go to bed at night. You're on bed, you're lying down. Think about, all right, the outcome of your prayers. How favorable it's going to be. Think on these things. But it says that it is with prayer and thanksgiving. Now, we can talk a lot about thanksgiving and do a whole teaching, all right, and not exhaust it. But let me just say this. Prayer it does not register in heaven if there's no thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is you stretching out your hand, alright, to receive what God has given. Alright, my protocol can come here now, alright, just come. Okay, so you can stay here now. Now, just put your hands by your side. If I say you can have this, alright, and his hands are by his side, he doesn't get it. I've given him, you get that, and, but he don't have it. Now, take now. This is him doing what? Receiving. When you give thanks, you are stretching your hand to take it from God. Are you following what I'm saying? Let Let me give you a scripture because you can go and say You can. Without thanksgiving, let me say this: so prayers hang. Without thanksgiving, and what I mean is this. All right, as you are thinking about the outcome. You now go to God in thanksgiving. Sometimes you are just thanking Him that He has granted that thing unto you. Anything you are reaching for that you want heaven to do in your life, you must be thanking God periodically for it. That spend 15 minutes just thanking Him, all right, about how your life now is, thanking Him for that. Okay. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3. It tells us, Now forbidding to marry, commanding me, but I want to say something, thank you. Which God hath created to be what received with thanksgiving of them that believe and know the truth. In other words, when Jesus said, what are the things you desire when you pray? Believe you have received them. What he's saying is, when you pray, thank me for them. That's has come there and start thanking me as you are praying. It must be with thanksgiving. Now it says, once you start doing that and thanking God, the result of your prayer is the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall guard your heart and mind. Now God answers prayers within and not first of all without. Don't make this mistake. Uh, Someone comes and says, This is the mistake we're making. All right, we are praying for a job. Then, uh, all right, and this is how people gauge it. Then you look on the outside and you see some improvement. Ah, God is moving. Ah, God is moving. Let's assume you went for a job interview. And when you got there, ah, you just the people that were going to do the interview, in fact, all right, person that sat down there is an elder brother you didn't know of somebody that was with you on campus fellowship that used to come and see the brother or sister when you were on campus together ah and they say hi how are you i think i've seen you before he said yes um uh this come oh wonderful oh you're here find out they're polite everything you leave the place god has moved god has ah that you you won't believe it you call somebody honestly you know how god is honestly. this god honestly This God, you know, they tired Jesus, honestly. What happened? You know, so-and-so in school, yes. Do do you believe? Guess Can you believe? He's the one deciding what? He's done. Next Monday, you put on your laptop, and you see, we are sorry. And he writes, I'm sorry to inform you this. Please don't send any mail to us until we contact you. Thank you very much. We have your... Then your heart sinks. You say, where is God? Do you get what we're saying here? Because you are determining God by the outside. God says, I will answer inside. The answer is what? inside. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't look on the outside. God hears the prayer. God answers the prayer. But the answer to the prayer is a peace within. That passes. You remember the story of when they said the Lord passed by. The Bible says if, if we say God is passing by here. And you see, you, after when you say God is by, a mighty wind just goes. You say that is God. God wasn't in the wind. Then the earthquake, ah, ah, you say it is God. He wasn't in the earthquake. Then fire goes. You say that is God. He wasn't. He was in a small, still voice. That answer is a small, still voice. I won't show you here. But we look on the outside and miss it. Uh, we check on the outside and miss it. And we say, well, What's going on? All right, boy, I prayed. And you felt something in prayer. What you felt in prayer was the answer that entered into you. Do you get what we're saying it? it was authentic. But then, where you missed it is that you looked on the outside. All right, so judge whether that prayer has been answered or not. And Satan played games with you. Because, all right, listen. Same thing happened there with Isaac. It it felt like Esau, but it sounds like Jacob. He's always in the small voice. So you went on the outside to feel. Uh, Paul, he said, I perceived. He's always on the inside. That this voyage will be too much harm and damage, not just of ourselves, all right, but also of the ship and our lives. We will die in this thing. I perceive it. It was within. The Holy Ghost showed him. But when they looked on the outside, the Bible says, and when they saw the wind blow softly, and they saw it, they believed that, listen, the captain said, look, the weather is good. They judged by the outside while he was judging by the inside. So I want to show you this. Because he will do exceedingly abundantly above, all right, through the spirit working in us. And he's taking you to that place, but we'll begin to look on the outside. So what's this peace that passeth all understanding that comes on the inside, all right, of us? Now, let me just say something about prayer. Your prayer is not what is going to make God give you anything. When I prayed, God said, okay. Okay. Since you've prayed. All right, let's see what we can do about it. You have been blessed. The Bible says, God hath given unto us. Not going to give. All things that pertain to what? Life and what? Godliness. He has given it. In Christ, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. As an old English evangelical said, if you can find one thing that God has not already blessed you with in Christ, then he's he's lying. You have been blessed with every. Your prayer is that you want to receive... Part of what he has already what given, in other words, there's a situation on the ground. You are now coming to God. This is why it's with thanksgiving. I'm thanking you. It's like saying someone's grandparents left them an inheritance of 100 million dollars. It is there. They want to buy a car of 30 million. So it is not when they go to the bank they are depositing. It is already there. What they want to do is to make a withdrawal. Of a portion of the inheritance in exchange for that car. You get what I saying here? So when you go to pray, you are making a withdrawal on something you already have. This is why you are full of thanksgiving. So you are making a withdrawal and then God puts it into you. That when you, when you make the withdrawal, it comes into you. And then you now go and give the money or you now spend the money. So, you now go and spend what God has given you in exchange, all right, for that particular thing. And it's that peace he deposits. Now, what's the peace that he deposits there? It's the Holy Spirit. So, when you pray, I want to explain this here to God, and you say, I want a job. Or a person prays, let's say, for healing. Now, what happens is that when they pray, they now check their condition, whether I'm healed. All right, check on that. Says, no, 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 no. When you pray, Something happened, you knew on the inside of yourself. What I did was that I poured this and I was showing scripture, I poured a measure of my spirit afresh into you for the fulfillment of that particular thing. And if you let the spirit of poured into you do his work, he will do exceedingly abundantly above what you were thinking about and praying when you came to meet me. What I pour on the inside, for want of words, is the very substance that is inside me that makes me God, that I used in the beginning. That same substance responsible for this material universe, I, you're going to say that I poured it on the inside. That's the piece. That's why it tells us in, in John chapter 14 and verse 27, it says that, uh, 26. All right, He says this, but the Comforter, who is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. He shall bring to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Then he said this, next verse, peace I live with you. That peace is the Holy Ghost. He says, peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. So what he does, i show sure this, he pours the Spirit. And that's the peace of God that comes on the inside. Uh, That's what Paul was saying in Philippians 1 and verse 19. And I want you to get this. He said, I know. Now, he was in a situation in prison. He said, I know. And you should be able to come out and say, with all boldness, I know that this shall turn to my salvation. I don't know what that salvation will be, but I know it's going to turn. I know it will turn to my salvation. How? Through your prayers and the word supply of the Spirit of Jesus according to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I will be ashamed. So Paul knew that from prayer there, there will be a supply that comes in. Once that supply comes in, my communion with the Holy Ghost will produce this thing on the outside. Follow me what I'm saying. If you get this thing, get this thing I'm saying. One year for today, people will recognize you. Where i am going? Look at the scripture in Acts chapter 4 and verse 29. Now, the, the Peter and John, they had a situation on hand. They went to their company, and they offered prayers. Now look how the prayer was answered. Now behold their threatening ground. Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word, that by the stretching forth of thy hand to heal, signs and wonders may be done in the name of thy holy child. When they had prayed, the Bible says, the place where they were was shaken. All right? That's what they asked for. What did God do? It says, and they were all what? Filled. Why, Why did they feel the Holy Ghost before? All right? I will explain it. The God the Holy Spirit, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And then, now, it was that flesh infilling. These were two men who, were, who they threatened and were kind of scared and went back to their company. And I will explain why they were like that. And then they communicated and then they prayed. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. God, through the Holy Spirit, did exceedingly abundantly above anything they prayed. Even in the ministry of Jesus, his shadow wasn't healing the sick. After this prayer, Peter's shadow was healing the sick. Because he had said, greater works than this that I have that that, that done shall you do. Why? He said, because I go to the Father and I'm sending the Spirit who will do greater works. So, the Spirit came in. The shadow of Peter was healing the sick. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, look, don't get this thing wrong here. He said in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, he said, if you know how, if you've been evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. He says, how much more shall the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Hey, come, what you should be receiving is the Holy Ghost. Let me explain, because some of you have still not seen. Let me explain. Is the whole, through your communion with the Holy Spirit the job that will come out will exceed in abundant measure what you are imagining. Leave all this thing. do say, what's your vision? Please, let me tell you this. Don't call vision too early. People say, what's your vision? Tell them, I don't know, but I know my vision is great. Because sometimes you should change yourself. Listen, anybody should bring his vision now. Say, this is my vision, this is my vision. If, if God makes an offer to you, you will leave that vision. The scripture you'll be quoting is that our righteousness has filled the rags. You start quoting another scripture. Someone says, I'm praying to get an oil company uh, or a telecoms company here and to an entry level. If God comes now and says, There's an offer, the, your office, this is a new company that I just formed here. They are connected to so and so. They work here with Microsoft and this. And they, they, are, they are headquarters in New York, but you'll be walking out of the New York office, Tokyo office, and Dubai office. This, your telecom vision will die. Uh, and they come and meet you on Sunday. The way God does it, you say, so you have to leave Monday morning, tomorrow morning. You say, what are you talking about? Uh, where would I get visa? You don't know they can give on Sunday. Wait. Your, your vision will die. All right? And then you say that, okay, we'll go Monday morning. So which airline is it? They say there's a private jet waiting. Uh, where's your vision? Say <laughs> what? Oh, I keep vision. I didn't know that there is life like this. Keep your vision here. You understand this? That's the Holy Ghost coming to do exceedingly abundantly above. Are you following what I'm saying here? Exceedingly abundantly above. That's and it comes through that communion with the Holy Ghost. So let me give an example of what we are saying here. We are saying this: that when you go to God in prayer, He pours His Spirit in you. Alright, through communion with the spirit. By the power, that's the power that is at work. That produces in your life exceeding abundantly above what you will ask or think. So let's give an example here. Remember when Peter and John, what originally caused the problem there? When they were threatened. In Acts chapter 3 verse 3, what happened was, they were coming out of the temple in the time of prayer. And a man who was born crippled. Alright, saw Peter and John going out of the temple and asking for alms. Now, Peter, now what he was asking for, and this is the kind of request you make to God, was for money. Just give him more money because to survive. Now, what he got wasn't money. They said, We don't have money, but we'll give you something. What they gave him was more than money in that it solved the original problem that cost money. So, when you go to God in prayer for something, God wants he's not talking about what you are asking, is, says, we are going to the foundation. Somebody says, I'm in debt. I need 500,000. God says, no. What I want to do is to remove what caused debt in your life in the first place. I will do exceeding abundant. Now, note what these people did. When that happened, look at verse 4. Look at what they said. Listen to this. Hear what I'm saying, no? If any man thirsts, let him come to me and do what? Drink. So you drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his word belly shall flow rivers of living water. So you go to God and drink. Then from your belly flows out. Are you getting what we're saying? Jesus never prayed publicly on any matter. If they came to me, Jesus and they were stumped, Jesus never said, let's pray. Father, I'm asking you, I'm asking you, Should meet anybody's need? Um, Now, privately, Jesus prayed. And I want you to say, he prayed all night. But publicly, what he was doing was demonstrating something. He would say, peace be still. Jairus came and said, my son. He didn't say, let us pray to the father. He said, told him, he said, listen to me. All right. He spoke the word to Jairus. They went and checked. They said, it's the time. At what time did my daughter start recovering? It was the time when he spoke. Alright? Well, they came and he said, he's now dead, don't trouble the master. And he spoke. Alright? Uh, when somebody with a withered hand, he said, straightforward. the only time he bothered on prayer was Lazarus, and that's because when I t- he had already prayed. He said, Father, I thank thee, because you've heard me, which means he had already prayed. But he said, I'm saying this so they will know how this thing works. Uh, do you get what I am saying here? So, what Jesus was literally doing was, all night he will pray, there will be a deposit. During the day, out of his belly was flowing what? Rivers. So look at what Peter and John, they did the same thing. Fixing their eyes on him, on on him with John, Peter said, he didn't say look to God. He said, look at us. Look at what he said. Silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, we are giving. In other words, we have received something we want to give. Do you get what I'm saying here? Look at us. He said, such as we have, give we unto you. In the name of Jesus, this is what we have. They were releasing the spirit into him. Rise up and walk. And he got up. Now, this is how it works. So. Once you release it, the measure of the spirit goes down. Because you've released some. That's why when Jesus they touched him, he said, virtue and power has what? Left me. He felt it go. Something, it's not, this is not just empty faith. Something left him. He knew that some measure. So he had to go at night for a refill. Because if you don't get a refill from the father, what happens is this. You will say, silver and Godavana, have such as I have, give out to it to walk. Cripple man will get up. Next time comes, the measure has gone down. You will say, silver and Godavana, have such as I have, give it. The headache went. A time will come when it has finished. You will say, silver and God have such as I have, give out to it. give out to it." The demons who say, Jesus we know, Paul we know. That's why even though you said, such as I have, give. You know where you collected it from and you must always go back to receive it. So there's no pride in this system. But they knew what was going on. They understood the system. They didn't carry the Holy Ghost inside and had that feel inside. And then say, let us know. They said, such as we have. Do what? Give unto them. So if somebody is sick, and you go and pray for that person, you don't pray for that person, and then you are hoping something will happen. You pray for that person, receive. Did you hear what God said? He said, if any man sinned, you shall ask God life for him. You go and pray, and God pours it into you. Then you go and lay hands to transfer what you have received into their body. Or you pray there. After you have received it, then you open your mouth and speak. If the person's name is Daniel, Daniel, I release this life into you. That's why when Jesus he said, Father, I thank you, I heard that. I've, he says, I, you, thank you because you've heard me, you hear me always, and all of that. But if Jesus, after he said that, turned around, and did not say, Lazarus, come forth. You know, Lazarus would have been there, even though God heard the prayer. I hope you know. If it just, this is what's happening to many of us. We pray, God deposits it, and then we just go. And we're waiting for God says, it's out of your belly that will flow it. Release what I've placed in you. Release it into the situation. Then you come back again. He fills you again with it. He says, release this thing you are not. Didn't you see Peter and Dorcas? The woman, he told everybody to leave. The Bible says he knelt down and prayed. And when he finished praying, in other words, he hit a place where he knew the deposit had been made. Once he had made it, turned down to the woman and said to the body, Dorcas, I say unto you, what? Arise. If he finished the prayer and got up and never called her, I'm saying doctors should have been there even though God answered the prayer. Are you getting the system here? In other words, you go going, and I'm you go into to prayer, and the Holy Ghost shows you there's somebody that has the job he's going to bring. What he's telling you is, God will not, the reason why he speaks is that you may prophesy. That's what the Bible says. So you open your window. Whoever you are out there, I don't know you by name. For you are calling a nation that you know not, so that nations that knew did not shall come to you. Do you get what we're saying here? But you are praying and waiting in the room. Why is it coming? Are you following him? Are you praying for the husband? Are you got a release? You say, I will marry. I know I will marry. But the man is going around the whole place. You have to open the window, or the woman, open the window. In the name of Jesus. Hear my voice, because since it's the prayer you prayed, Ghana. Not that it's not somebody you know, for you call a nation you know not. Not do you hear what God said? Not that that boy beside you look at that boy inside the church. Okay, that boy looks like he has a good car. I'm not saying if anybody is that boy, not prophesy. Has a good car. and that's going that That's that's witchcraft. You call a nation. Are you following saying huh, that you know not? But our problem is, he deposits, we don't say anything. He deposits, you don't say, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give, and release it with words. He deposits there. You don't say to Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. But he has answered the prayer. Uh, do you get what i said? So he pours it in, and then you now release it out of your being. So when the Holy Ghost comes in, i me show here, in answer to prayer, we saw in John 14, it says he shall teach you all things. So the Holy Spirit wants to start teaching you. That's part of it. Some of the things you are believing God for, he has to teach you how to get it. All right? He has to teach you. I mean, people pray, I want to get promoted. I want to do that. God says, promotion, promotion comes from promotion. Come, except it says, I'm, I didn't come to steal. Stealing is you want to collect from a system you are not contributing to. So I don't back theft. Promotion is simple. comes when you deliver value in a place above what they are giving you. After some time, not to lose you, they have to do what? Promote you. So the Holy Spirit enters you to increase the value you are bringing to that place. Haven't you seen in scripture that anybody they promoted in scripture, check it. The value there of what they were delivering. You saw Daniel. Uh, they had 10 times more understanding. How? By the spirit in them. You saw they said there's an excellent spirit in you. There is no body in flesh that can do what you bring. They were delivering value. You, you saw Jacob and Laban. Laban said, since you're coming into this place, I've learned by this These men were delivering, which means there was they, they carried the prosperity. That's why Joseph, when he was in Potiphar's house, Potiphar noticed. You see, the Holy Spirit was teaching Joseph how Joseph will do that business. And he says, I'm the one that will teach you to profit. So Joseph, and he looked at Joseph, said, listen, this one thing I gave him was, went well. He said, make him. Manager, They made him the manage everything went well. They tested it and people would test it. Because even the scripture says, test every spirit. And then when they tested they saw it, so it would, they made him over everything. They fired him and carried him and sacked him and threw him in jail because the spirit was in him. He was the custodian of the prosperity. He didn't meet prosperity there. He created the prosperity. Do you get what I'm saying you can't go to a place and say, oh, because I come at nine, I leave at five, you need to increase my salary. Neither can you say, because petrol, pe- petrol price has gone up, you need to increase my salary. Because that will tell you that petrol too have gone up for them in everything. The only legitimate demand is your value increases. Are you following what I'm Can't get there and say, you yawned from morning till evening and say, pay me for yawning value increases. So that the value is that when they say, look, let's fire half of the company. You know, they call first 11 that we can't touch. The untouchables. Your name is number one. In fact, the boss thinks about it. Me and this person are more than me and this 50. I can fire 25 and increase this person's salary. Uh, Peter Daniel said this. there was a board meeting and in the board meeting this man will always go to the bathroom during the board meeting and people felt distracted. And one of the people on the board said, Why should you be allowing this man to be going to the bathroom? Every time he comes here, he goes to the bathroom. He said, Gentlemen, gentlemen, ninety percent of the profit of this company comes from this man. If he doesn't go to the bathroom next meeting, I will ask him, Why have you been to gone to the bathroom? <laughs> I am trying to tell you those people you think are hard deliver results, they'll be converted. That somebody set up an idol, he has done it in ignorance. He thinks that that's where the power is. When you show that the power is, they will ask you, where's your God? Didn't they throw, do, do you know how cruel it was for Nebuchadnezzar to have thrown Daniel and his friends in? When he saw their God, he said, from now on, remove this one we are serving. Everybody here is a decree, must bow to the God of these people. Deliver the results. I listen to me. If you say we are doing lunch hour fellowship, they are, they are threatening Christians in this office. It's because there is no results from the lunch hour fellowship. If after the lunch hour fellowship they do their calculation, 95 percent of it is coming from the born again Christians. The day you don't do lunch hour fellowship, they will come and call you. What about your lunch hour fellowship? Listen to me, you better serve your God. You, you people are not being responsible here. Do the lunch hour because they know that this lunch hour fellowship is connected to what is happening here. Please, you better. Do you need a seat? Do you need. What is the problem? Why are you not doing your lunch hour fellowship? I hope you understand what I'm saying. A man called me, he's, a, he's an elderly man pastor in this city. He called me once. He said, Well, he said, I need to tell you something. I said, Well, he said, I went to look for your number. He said, I need to tell you, there's some, your department, because I'm a pastor, I know that politics may be going on. I said, sir, what's going on? He said, my daughter, sorry, going to come to your church. He said, I'm a pastor. Now, how do I talk to the congregation when my children left my own church and went to your own church? He said, so we were fighting her, but we realized after some time, her life was improving dramatically. So me and the mother met and said, we'll know what we tell the church, let her be going because her life is getting better. He says, suddenly we started seeing her back in the church. We said, what's going on here? So he we went to inquire, go back to where you are getting blessed. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? Productivity and fruitfulness breaks a lot of things. All right? So he says, so the comforter will come in. Uh, I want to get to the end and close it up. No, Just say it. So when the Holy Ghost comes in, the Bible tells us in John chapter 16 and verse 13. All right, just see everything he does is knowledge-based, information, insight. When the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. Now, all I want to touch on is the spirit of truth because this is what the Father is seeking for. Those that will worship him in spirit and in word truth. What he is saying is, that spirit and truth is in the spirit, that's the Holy Ghost, and in truth. In other words, when, when the Holy Ghost guides you into all truth, he wants you to offer up worship with that truth. Now, I'm going to show you something. He says, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears, that will he speak. So he's going to talk to you. That's a small, still voice. The answer comes, he talks to you. He he talks to you. He says, um, you say, but I don't have a job. He says, I want you to go. And you. Now, he knows what he's doing. You are walking past a school saying, I have not, not had a job for eight months. And the Holy Spirit shows you there's a board there. Because this, he always does this. Because the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit for the profit of all. Which means he wants other people to profit from your life. You are walking past, You say. We need an English teacher and math teacher. The Holy Ghost reminds you. Says, you can go and teach her for free. Go and tell them. All right? You say, I'm looking for a job. Says, go and teach for free there. You go in there. You start teaching. That's the Holy Spirit now. You heard his voice. While you are teaching there, you now discover. All right, but maybe one of the children has maybe some more challenges, and the parents say, "Oh, can you come to our house to do that?" You now go to go further the teaching and do all of that. Is there you met the uncle of that person who works in a certain place, and they just talk to, so there this person has been very good, very very kind. Ah, says, so you teach. So what did you do in school? They say it. Ah, look, I have a friend, and then they call the friend. Then you realize that is the spirit of God, that that job was already there. He had to guide you to that job. Do you get what we're saying here? This is what we're saying, communion with the spirit. He has to guide, and listen to what I'm saying. The minute you pray, and the spirit comes in, that day he starts leading you. That day he starts talking to you. Uh, The answer to the prayer, which means we're talking now about manifestation. So, I mean, when, when, before they toiled all night, after they toiled all night and caught nothing, when, when Jesus came to them, I mean, I mean this Jesus now, to get that kind of manifestation there. He went there and said, no, you know, you are mending your net. You are frustrated. You have just toiled all night and caught nothing. Then the first thing Jesus comes and says, lend me your boat. You know, he said, this, this, who is this stranger saying we should lend his boat? After we did, then he says, Push me a bit. Do you know how frustrating it will be? You'll have to roll up your trousers. They are pushing me in the water. He says, It's not balancing well. Hold it a bit. All right? And then he starts preaching. 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Stop now. Then he feels two and a half hours explaining. After that, you've got to understand when the Holy Ghost comes, the first thing he talks about is serving others. That's why when he got to the when he got to the to the well, he he knew what he had. But the first thing he told the woman was, What? Give me to drink. Give me to drink. Then he said, if you had known who was asking you. And let me tell you when the Holy Ghost leads you, he uses people you may not like. Who opened the city to Jesus? It was a woman that had five husbands. Five husbands. Is that the type of person that should be the point of contact? You can't be judgmental. Are you following me? The Holy Spirit there begins to lead, begins to guide you. Right? He he will show you things. He says this, he will show you things to come. Look, let me tell you. You know that scripture that says, I'm trying to show you how scriptures come to pass. That scripture that says that um, a, man, a good man shall leave an inheritance for his children's children. You know, you can be walking and say, ah, this inheritance. When will I finish working to live inheritance, transgenerational inheritance? Well, let me just tell you what I mean. You can have 500,000 or even 1 million naira, let's say 2 million naira. And inside the 2 million naira is the inheritance for your children's children. How do I know? We land, we bought in Like We bought the plot, six of them, for 170 million. We bought this years, many years ago, maybe eight years ago, nine years ago. We bought 170 million. The person who sold it to us bought the land. 500,000. That means in that 500,000 other people were using to buy things was landed. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. The Holy Spirit can show you where there's land now for 5 million. He will say, as I'm looking at all of you here, you still have by the by the except jesus Tarry, 70 years to live you didn't say amen Uh 70 years he can tell you go and fence that thing you paid 1 million for it says wait in 25 years time you'll see what will happen after we bought the land 21 million per plot we built the road to the place i'll never make that mistake again nobody came to that area until we built the road estates started opening up we were the first people to get there people started fencing in one year the land went from 21 million to 110 million i said it this morning i said this land cost one. as i was going somebody in property called me said it has left 110 million. they are selling a plot now at 250 million he bought 500,000 do you know what 500,000 in your hands can buy now she be inheritance for your children's children that the holy ghost knows he will show you things to come are you following what I'm saying here? It's communion with the Spirit. He will guide you into all truth. Now, when the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you, when you pray and it, it, you have a fresh supply, for want of words, with all due respect, the Holy Ghost has a craving. You know, when somebody has a craving for something, I have a craving for ice cream. That's, you know, when somebody says, I have a craving, like the person says the toppings, all right? When they put toppings, ah, when I see it, all right? When the Holy Ghost comes in, his cravings are scriptures. He wants you to expose, because he wants to create light. He wants you to expose him to scriptures. And listen, you know the Bible says in Genesis 1-2, and and there was darkness over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The waters there for us, they moved on the face of the scriptures. And God said, let there be what? Light. Now that light is not the sun and the moon. Because the sun and moon was about three days after. It's what Paul called. God who commanded the light shadow of darkness has shone in our heart. So when he says, let there be light. He's saying, light will enter into your heart concerning that thing. And it's the entrance of God's word that gives light. So the Holy Spirit wants to create light. Because the Bible says we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit of God, that we may know. He wants to show you things. He wants to create. He's craving the scripture. Listen, after you finish praying, say, get the scripture. Bring the scripture. That's what I want. I want to create light. And the scriptures are prophetic. All these things, he will show you things to come. Look, scriptures are Prophetic. It's, I, I understand people prophesy, you know, we're online, so we have to be calm. <laughs> prophesy now, everybody prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. Listen, without any reference to scriptures, this was what is what's causing the problem. How do you guarantee prophecy when there's no, when you listen, no scripture, no scripture. The teaching, there's no scripture, it's us, I'm prophesying, no scripture. Look, let me tell you, I want to show you something. Scriptures are what? Prophetic. There is nothing that has happened to you or will happen that is not in the Bible. I want to show you something. Jesus, even when you say he had lost control, in that they put him on the cross, they were everything they did was according to the scripture. Even the parting of his garments was in scripture. Now let me show you that scripture because it says it's a more sure word of prophecy. It's it is prophetic. What is going on in this country is in scripture. It's just that people haven't seen it. There are scriptures there. Listen when Jesus was born, the five, the three, the wise men came to, now these wise men were not Bible people, they were astrologers, like star gazers, all right, like occultic people. So they gazed the star and they saw the star of Jesus. Ah, they said somebody has been born whose star is very bright and we have looked at it. He's the king of the Jews. So, because they didn't know anything, they just went to Herod's palace, saying that, hey, "Where's your child that has been born?" Herod said, "Which child?" They came to worship him. They said, "Which child?" Ah, so we looked into the stars. All right, and the, these people, when they said they brought silver, they brought the 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 gifts. On camels. It's not that he just brought small something. Camels. So, of course, when Herod saw camels coming. Ah. He said, what will make this man bring camels like this? And all of this. Carrying silver, gold, frankincense. Bringing it here. Um, And meth. Bringing it to this place. He said, "Somebody, somebody great has been born. So he pretended. Then they left. He now called the scribes. He told them that... A king of the Jews has been born. Go and search the scriptures. He said, I want to go and worship him. Find out, the scripture he used to, find out where he was born. They went and opened scripture, came back not knowing, and said it's in Bethlehem of Judah. So he knew that for anything like that to happen, there must be something inside the Scriptures speaking about it. And those ones, ignorantly, didn't know. He mixed witchcraft with the thing. He said, but go and look for scriptures. So they came with the scripture. He said, said we're going to kill everybody. But they brought the knowledge. He didn't have the knowledge. But the people that had the knowledge, gave the knowledge to him. All right? So he craves this. He wants to create light. And he says, they, now, I'm going to close here. The entrance of God's word. This is what I wanted to get. Because you worship in spirit and truth. The entrance of God's word giveth light. So, he wants, let there be light. Let the word enter into you concerning that thing. That's how you hear his voice. He says, while well, we think about the Holy Mount, when we hear the voice, but we have a more sure word of prophecy to hear God's voice. He wants you to hear it from the scriptures. Then he said, that's, that's Psalm 119. Then he went down and says, David said, remember thy word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. Which means when the word enters into you, An expectation is created. This has been my comfort in all my affliction, for thy word had done what quicken me. This is what Paul was praying for when he said, that God may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That's as you are exposing yourself to the knowledge of God. That the eyes of your understanding may be what? opened, enlightened. And what's the purpose? That you may know the word hope of his calling. So it's a hope. In other words, in that situation, all right, you are in, God creates that hope. He says, this is what I've called you into in this situation. This is my calling. This is what I'm calling you into. You see it. Now, I want to say something about the calling here. So he says, this is my calling. The word enters into you. He says, I've called you. How, How does that get fulfilled? Esther said in Esther chapter 4 and verse 11. All right? Now, the book of Esther is the only book in the Bible where the name of God is not mentioned. You can't see God. Any any reference to God directly in the book of Esther. There's no God. But it's a deeply prophetic book. Because what it's all about is typology. In other words, the king represents somebody. Esther represents the church. Mordecai is a type of the Holy Spirit. Vashti is a type of Israel. Haman is a type of the adversary, Satan, the accuser of the brethren. It's typology. Are you following what I'm saying here? That's why they kept saying, Mordecai was saying, if you can get into the inner court, in other words, the inner court is where everything is settled. Whoever gets into the inner court will change everything. That Satan only can roam on the outer court and he can only control outer court people you get what I'm saying? If you get into the inner court, you can reverse everything Satan has written. Do you see what I'm saying? Letters were written. You can change everything if you can get into the inner court. The problem was inner court. So, and kind of told us, I said, you are the queen. Go in. I hear what she said. She said, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whatsoever, whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court. Who is not called? In other words, if you are coming to the inner court, you must be what? Called. If you are going to see the president of a country, there must be a reason why you are going to see the president. And you must be settled. I'm coming here to see you on what? To see you on the road that is in the area because we don't like it. When you come in, he says, all right, so what's this road you want to talk about? You can't change it. That's the reason why you get, got what? Granted audience. So you are coming in. Now... When you're coming into the inner court, there's a reason. That's why the Bible says, okay, let me explain what I'm saying. You know, in that inner court in Hebrews, one of the things there is Aaron's rod that bordered. There were seven things. Well, Aaron's rod that bordered is one of them. Why is it there? When there was trouble, well, to settle God said, tell all the tribes to bring their rods. Okay, remove all the leaves. Bring it into my presence. He told Moses. They drop it in, my pres- in his presence. So in his presence. It says the next day come back. Whoever's rod has budded, Everybody to be settled. That's we use fruitfulness to settle who is, in, who is in authority. So they dropped it. When they came back, only Aaron's rod budded. Strife will settle forever. Now, in Hebrews, it tells us, no man taketh this honor to himself except he that was called of God as of what? Aaron. You can't take honor to yourself, you are not called to. So what am I saying? Let's assume I have a friend who does, who is an evangelist and he's doing evangelism, and he fills up a stadium, and the cripples are walking and he's manifesting power. And I look at it and I say, oh, I like what he's doing. So I go and meet him. Can you tell me the steps you take? He say, well, I fast for uh, a week before it, and, and that fast is what I do. I write it down. And he says, we spend this amount of time worshiping and get people together. I write it down. I go and practice it. But I'm not called to that thing. I worship, worship. I'm not called to it. Let me tell you what you will not have. You will not have revelation from scripture for what you are not called to. But you can go and meet somebody, and he says that. So I do all of that. When I get to the stadium, I will know that no man taketh this honor to himself, except he that is what? Called of God. Didn't you see that Peter was called to the Jews? When he left the territory of the Jews and came to Antioch, where the Gentiles were, his weakness and humanity was revealed. Go and check it. Paul was called to the Gentiles. When he went to Jerusalem, it's God that saved his life they, they, from they he had went to shave his head, everything. They carried him like a small boy because there was no grace in that area. Do you get what I'm saying here? He says, as a bird wanders away from his nest, so a man wanders out of his place. In God, you have a place. So what the Spirit does is to open your eyes to the hope of his what? Calling. That's the truth he reveals. Then he tells you. Enter the inner courts with this calling, and you'll see wonders. So, what's that called there? Mary, Bible says, there shall be a performance of those things that were told her. It's not for everybody. That were told her by the Lord. Abraham, it says that he was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able. is what God promised. But how did they get it? was strong in faith, giving glory to God. How did Mary get it? She began to sing. She started praising God. You can read all the words she was saying there. So God says, come into my inner court with what I've revealed. You enter into that inner court, worshiping him in spirit and in what? Truth. And when you are worshiping in spirit and in truth, you start singing the songs of that truth back to God. You are taking, that's what is called spiritual songs. These are songs that of the spirit. In other words, the truth he reveals becomes the basis of the song. And you are singing that song in worship to him. That is the code. Once you start worshiping him with that song, that's what the father is seeking for. The Holy Ghost came in to reveal so that you can worship him. And you go up with worship to him. And you're worshiping him there. God says, all I ask from you is this kind of worship. The rest, leave it to me. You come in in that kind of worship. Look at Revelation chapter 14. This is what I'm saying. Verse verse 1 and 2. It says, Revelation 14. And they looked. A lamb stood on the Mount Zion. All right. And with him were 144,000 people having the father's name written on their forehead. Look at the songs they sang. And I heard a voice. All right. As the voice of many waters. And the voice of great thunder. And a voice of harp, harping with the harps. And they sung as it were a new song before the Lord. And before the four beasts and elders, and no man could learn that song. It is unteachable to somebody else because it's the song of the Spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? It is the truth revealed to you that forms the basis of the song. So, in public worship, we all sing the same songs, but in private worship, you must sing the songs of the Spirit. In other words, the the, the way I framed the worship yesterday before the Father is not the way I framed the worship day before yesterday. Do you get what I'm saying? Last week, I can't even remember what I sang, but I sang by the inspiration of the Spirit based on the present truth that was in my spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? So the purpose of Revelation is first of all to use it in the worship of God. Once you start worshiping God there, God says... You see what? Huh? It says manifestation, leave it. If there's, a, if there's a strategy that you need, he will give it to you. You come out of the place of that worship, rain will begin to fall. Thoughts. That's where Joshua got to. That God told him, he said, Is it Jericho we are talking about? God said, I've given you Jericho. But you can't just go and collect it. Here is the strategy. Go and do this. You enter into that place of worship it's a place of conception. You enter into that place of worship, you come out of that place of worship. Deep interactions. Deep, in, I mean, there's a story a guy told me in church, he was a child of our drama unit many years ago. He did theater arts. I, as I said, he was telling me about tech. I said, how did you get to tech? You theater arts, drama person. Last I knew of you was drama. You were working with themselves on Project Film. What are you doing in tech? He said, I went to the airport to go to Abuja, this thing I was doing. And I sat that and I saw my friend, an old classmate sitting far away. And I remember the guy could talk. He would talk in school until you are one. You know people that just like talking. He said, I can't take that now. So I went to hide from him. He said, and they postponed my flight and I hid again. So I was watching him to make sure he doesn't see me. So as he moved, I moved. As he moved, I moved. As he moved, I moved. He said, one time I momentarily forgot. I just had felt a hand. My God! <laughs> he said, I looked up and my heart sank. Now, why did I get? He said, he started talking. <laughs> Until the father got to one point and said, ah, you're a good guy. He said, you know, he was talking about, he said, I play football now, you know that. All right, somewhere in what you call Eastern Europe. He said, there's a company there that wants to come to Sub-Saharan. And they're a massive tech company. And they started working in Lagos on cars, parking lots, how to chat Real complicated things. He said, they've been looking for somebody. They said, I should find somebody I can try. trust. you know how this place is. He said, but you're a good guy. I remember you from school. I will introduce you to them. I made the connection. You see, an angel had come to make sure they met. You don't know the details the angel went through to get him to the airport at that time. And the details that I went through to get there. And when they were not seeing themselves, the angel went to hold the plane where it was, delayed. You must meet. As he was moving, the angel was pushing the plane back. Do you get what I'm saying? Tampering with things that, so that until it touched him, he said, now the connection has been made. What I'm trying to say is that when you are in a move of the spirit, it goes beyond your understanding. Exceeding abundantly what? Above. That's how he got it. I was telling my driver, when I first started church, I used to live in a house down here because I know this area very well. At face uh, 2, that's where I was living. And the man only has had an apartment behind and I will stay there. And one day I just asked. One day I heard him talking and his friends were there. And they said, so how did you get this? I built a house. I mean, you have to be wealthy back then to build in Face 2 back then. I, I, and you know, you have, I mean, I mean, in fact, it, I think they used to call it cocaine yesterday back then. I don't know about that. Uh, in fact, it must have been, because I didn't tell you a story that will make you laugh. I, I, from there, I would go for midweek service. We started in Niger Palace Hotel, Yaba. So I had this briefcase I would carry. And you know, I would dress properly, go down there, take a cab, go all the way to Yaba. This day, I had starched my brocade, carried briefcase. I didn't know cocaine boys used to live in the place. They just whisked me. <laughs> As I was walking, I just saw them playing clothes. Okay, move, move. Bring the vehicle, bring the vehicle. Ah, what's going on? Move Oh, uh, okay, what's the problem with you? Move him aside. He's one of them. Ah, one of who? <laughs> Open your briefcase. Bible, bo- books, or a robot. Ah, they shot it. You didn't know you should say you're a pastor now. I'm a, you can go. That's how I knew what was going on in the estate. All right? Carried me. You know, sometimes in this country, eh, when you see a big man behaving like a big man, there's a reason why he's doing big man. Because sometimes it's the country that makes you do big man. I've been at the airport before. I was going through... I, I, I mean, I had passports. I was going to, I think, Brazil or something. So I, I had a new passport, and it was, it was a friend passport. Oh, I was going to South Africa. So yeah, it was a South African visa and a Brazilian visa on that passport. I didn't bring the old one. So I just gave... The customer just looked at it. He just said, "Told her down, move him in. Move him out. The man now said, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a pastor. So I think somebody there, they said, ah, oh, pastor, how are you, pastor, pastor? He now called me aside. He said, look, I tell you I'm a pastor. He said, listen, don't be coming to the airport so we don't embarrass you. Just this way, simple. He said, look at that guy. And that guy was coming, protocol officer. He said, that is how you should be coming. So we know who you are. We almost embarrassed you here. He said, we are going to search you from the top down. We'll take over. He said, that's what that instruction was. Until somebody recognized you. He said, so when you're coming, come. As a big man, when you carry your bag, He said, this is what you carry carrying by yourself. We don't respect this. Come. And he said, I'm telling you the secret to it. So he see some people. Don't judge them that they are being proud. It's then I realized that when they are working with people, the environment <laughs> compels them that if you truly, truly, truly. If I, when I go travel, go to preaching fair, or, uh, I always have a policeman in front. The only reason is not to protect. The reason is that on the road, they shall know I'm a big man. Ba- so you don't embarrass me. Before people are passing on social media, they start filming you. Instagram, also what you was arrested is by the road. On, that's the only reason. I'm <laughs> just saying this. Until one day one, the express, you know, when they're repaired, and there was hold up. And so I, I looked. So the driver said, Oh, they are robbing in that place. The mobile guy had just cocked the gun, started loading bullets. I said, wait, <laughs> is this a shootout that's about to happen? Yeah. Okay, relax. So uh, God is protecting us. He was already cocky, like, all right. Ah, uh, I said. But the point, let me get back to my story. Uh, the man said, how did you get all this friends. He said, he was a lecturer in University of Joss. Asu was on strike. He was going for Asu meeting. Frustrated. He was in a plane coming to Lagos from Joss. He sighed. <laughs> the person sitting beside him said, "Oh I hope no problem. No. He said, my job, this. The man just took a card, gave him. Signed behind it. He said go to this particular place if I call the place you know but I don't want you to think that so I won't say it he signed. whatever job they give you if you don't like it come back tell me what you want I will tell them but go there he became the number four man in that particular place massive corporation from on his way for assumity his career changed do you get what I'm saying you know what the Bible says are you an asshole man? You know what? It's an asu man. All right. You know what the Bible says? Listen to this. Old. It says the Lord sprang out of Judah. You know it's the priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. There's no father, no mother, no beginning, no end. What should happen in your life is you should spring. And they don't see father, mother, beginning or end. There's no root anywhere. Where did this come from? He says that tribe was never mentioned. He just sprang. That word sprang means to, literally means to blow. That's what it means. So when we are saying blow in scripture, that means you just blew. When we check how you blew, no father, no mother, no beginning, no end. We trace it. Your type and the course you did in school doesn't correlate with what we are doing. How did it happen? It's like a tender plant growing out of a dry ground. It's only worship that brings that kind of thing. Are you following what I'm saying here? Where you just spring out there. And people cannot, they they try to say, you know, somebody, I know, knows somebody who was in the last government, top four. And the person got something done so and the person used to walk directly with this person so you just assume that it's that person that helped so the person was sharing with me said this is what we got massive something this is what we got they gave me clearance i've got my license to do this so i looked i said so it's so, so, so that helped he said he doesn't know i'm just going to go and tell him he said, "It's god he said because if i told him he would have discouraged me so i didn't tell him i'm trying to tell you this that the blessings of god doesn't have the fingerprints of man. He says, This kingdom was made without hands. In the holiest of all, it is without what? Hands. You can't see human fingerprints for anybody to see. This is why, like Pastor say I said, No, spiritual, I don't do spiritual. Because, why is this spiritual? I it causes confusion. Because there are things that people that say spiritual so they can spring and do things that your own fingerprints are not there. Do you get what I'm saying here? The order of Melchizedek, what happens? There's no father-mother beginning. You, when you look at it, and you can create conflict trying to say you are father of this thing. when the person knows that it's not you that caused the thing to happen. He knows, he knows, he's just respecting you. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm just being truthful to you. That is, they touched God themselves. That's why I don't like Wala for myself. I don't say it. Are you from what here? Yeah. Springs! Because you're going to see many people springing. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it is contact with the Father through worshiping in spirit and in truth. Where mysterious things will be born. And please, let me tell you this so you don't forget. Once you get there, it's a sound of many waters. The waters begin to flow out of the temple from the innermost court. How do you know that's where the rivers come from? Uh, it starts ankle deep. Alright, You start seeing grace at an ankle level. It comes in measures. Then it becomes nip deep. Don't start enjoying the success and allow that water to diminish. Then it gets waist high. When it becomes a river, you have lost control. When it's waste, you can still be controlling things. When it's a river, when you wake up in the morning, you don't know where you will end that evening. Things can happen that you woke up in Lagos, you slept in Nairobi. In Nairobi, a door opened up. You had to be in Johannesburg. From Johannesburg, it is China Strait. Are you following what I'm saying here? You are just flowing with the river. You get what I'm saying here? This is the move of the Spirit we're talking about. So, prayer... Causes the Spirit to come inside. The Spirit takes the Word, the Word, and reveals it to you. The Word, you take it back to God in worship, from worship manifestations. You see a measure of that ecosystem that He's saying. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray over this church. All that we have spoken this morning. Let this church be a representation of it on the earth. Both sinking, net-breaking levels of ingathering of souls. Rivers of living water flowing through the lives of everybody. Taking them into places and spaces where you have done exceedingly abundantly above anything they have asked or imagined this is the grace that rests upon this house from this moment and this shall be seen clearly in this house in the next 12 calendar months you will be seeking for places to contain the people that will be coming in from the north from the south from the east